is Long the Length Podcast. You know, I'm a human being and that's all I want to be and I don't, I don't want to... Listen to other surfing podcasts. I just, I just want to be myself and find a, find a place where I can... Download It's Not The Length. Think you could ever communicate with a guy like... Paul Evans, uh, Ben Mundy. Oh, I hope so. Yeah, but they're doing their thing, aren't they? I don't know, it's like they're, they are neurotic or psychotic or, you know, having fun as they say in like, I don't know, because like why would, why would 300,000, 120,000, 60,000, 70,000 people subscribe? So everybody is like really looking for great surfing chat. Monday or Monday? Ben Monday, yeah, he's like a journalist. Yeah. It's just a body pull. She's starting to look a little bit, well, a lot like Shane Dorian. Welcome to It's Not The Length Podcast, I'm Paul Evans. And I'm Ben Mundy. How's things, Ben? I've missed you. Oh, yeah, you too, Paul. We've been travelling in different orbits. Uh, I'm well, thanks. Just, um, yeah, I've been working away. I've been sort of immersed in the uh, sort of competitive world of professional surfing. My little safe space. Um, I'm flying out to Australia t- t- tonight to see some mates and go surfing. Life's good. What about you, pal? Uh, yeah, like you said, we've been like two ships passing in the night, haven't we? Um, Literally. There was a there was a QS event that went down, a minor QS. I wasn't there. You were. Um, is it is it too soon to talk about that? You, do you feel you're ready to talk about it? This is the routes. Oh, yeah, it was. No, I'm, I'm sort of a bit of a career highlight, to be honest. I mean, Ben Mundy, Arthur Rashkevan from Israel, and Ben Wei, the American from Japan. Good crew, strong crew. Yeah, I mean, I think it's what European surfing needs is, um, and a, you know, a, a, an Israelite, an Australian, and a, and a sort of American Japanese guys all in their forties. I think that's what European surfing is sort of crying out for. And um, geez, I mean, the magic, the the connection, the magic, the the cultural references—it all just came together, Paul. And I mean, look, I won't say you weren't missed, but um, I don't know, it's just. It's one of those things that you might have to really fight to get back on the team. You know, you've sort of, through injury, through, you know, or enforced absence of your own accord, you've, you might have slipped down, down the runger. You know, I mean, I was, I was, I had your back, mate, but some of the others, the general chat was that it sort of it worked. Yeah, it wasn't, maybe it wasn't the feedback I had. I, I caught about five minutes of it and, and I thought, mm, I was a bit like when a footballer gets injured and the team goes on a terrible losing run. And suddenly the, the sort of injured players start sort of rockets in his absence. He doesn't he like becomes an amazing player by not doing anything. And I sort of yeah, I sort of felt that was a little bit like me. I did did get some feedback. Someone said it was like um some one of the, one of the big QS fans said it was like they went to watch the Velvet Underground uh, in 1970 for the first gig after Lou Reed left and the front man was someone called Doug Yule. So, I mean, you know, who exactly? Um, I don't know whether it's you or Rashkevan or Way is Yule, but I guess the kind of key point is I'm Lou Reed. So anyway, yeah, uh, I was missed, I guess. Um, good waves, eh? Good times in Zerouts, Paul. Uh, as always, it was fun waves, loads of good crew, good surfing. Uh, Crap commentary. Zero. He was ripping. Yeah, and we had a ball, mate. We had a ball. Yeah. Um... But yeah, it's, uh, it was a bummer to miss out. I was sailing in Cornwall, though, Ben. Uh, how'd, just... how'd you go? We haven't talked about this. What was the what was the highlights? What was the what was the vibe? Discovered a couple of surf spots with no one out. Really? Um, saw some fun waves. Did some good sailing on catamaran, and yeah, had a great great time. Had a bit of overpriced sort of tapas in the schooner, kind of pub ish restaurant in St Agnes and generally had a good time I took Cornwall's temperature and um, yeah lukewarm it was fine it was fun good sailing what's been going on with you on tour Monday you're still one of the top five copywriters on worldsurfleague.com along with great names such as Ali Schrode and who else some of the other some of the other great great names what's been going on you've been doing coverage from from Western Australia, how'd that go? Yeah, yeah, I watched a lot of heats, wrote a lot of quality content. Um, John John Florence serves quite good. Um, so, yeah, that was great. I also covered the Bali event. I mean, there's a lot of sort of stuff that went down. I was sort of doing the in-depth analysis. 
Um, you were meant to. Here. You were meant to go, and you ended I was up. Meant, yeah, I was meant to go. I didn't. I didn't go. Um, I just thought that it's probably better off watching it uh, on a, on a small screen in uh, far away from the coast in Packham Rye. <laughs> yeah, no, I covered it. Um, it was good. I mean, you've probably all seen it. I might touch on it a bit when we sort of talk through our good and bads. There was some good and bads in there. Um, yeah, it was. It was. It was good. The surfing's sort of heating up. You can feel the kind of the vibe starting to happen. Some magic days. The box, which we might get to as well. Um, yeah, so I enjoyed it, mate. It's good to get back in the fold. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm your man. Ask any WSL questions. Just just hit me any time, any time of night, any time of day. Uh, I've got one. Okay. Where's Pat O'Connell? Isn't he supposed to be the new commissioner? All I see is Kieran Perot all the time and Jesse Miley Dyer. Yeah, well, that's a good point. Uh, yeah, Kieran, he's called now. He used to be demoted to contest director. Um, yeah, I think Pat's just doing the um, American ones. I think they're trying to um, trying to keep the travel down a bit for those guys so they don't have to do 12 months on tour. And so uh, KP can go out and um, surf the box every morning, which is what he loves to do. Colio Iglesias. Well, May was the shittest month ever, uh, ever in Southwest France. A bit like how football started in 92 when the Premier League started. France started in 2003 when I got here and it has been fingered. It's onshore every day at 6am. Not even onshore good with waves, just a choppy onshore brown slop for a month. However, Ben, that all ended with a bang last weekend. It was Freaking Scorchio ways are on the crank. I had a two surf day on Saturday for the first time since wow. last summer. Wow. Um, yeah, really good day on Saturday. It was like 35 degrees, kind of pumping, offshore. Um, I surfed in the morning, fun waves, a lot of people on the beach. There's a, there's a naked man, there's a, there's a naked guy with his sort of family and there's, there's, that's not that unusual. Really? At all for France? I mean, how is dog? How is dog? Yeah, he's fine. He's fine. No, but you, you know, you quite often see three generations of the same family, and the only one who's nude is, is the dad, and that that's normal. Like it, it wasn't that. The top unusual part about about this guy and his sort of normally they're more in a sort of self-contained sort of unit. So you'll see a sort of familial group, and the dad will be completely nude, but they'll just kind of keep themselves to themselves. But I got out of the surf and just on that thoroughfare at Borden when you come down and there's two surf schools now, there's quite a busy bar restaurant, loads of people coming up and down with boards to go. And he was kind of right in the middle, just chatting with every, he knew everyone that went past and like checking out people's boards and their fins and this. <laughs> this kid came, he was looking at his tail pad, he's sort of todger, sort of touching the rail of the board while he was going, oh, okay, on a mission. And um, yeah, I just, I don't know if it's just me, but I, yeah, I kind of thought it was, just sort of funny. They they always tend to be quite hairy as well. The naked ones, well, they're either they're either hairless or really hairy. Anyway, this one was was quite hairy and pretty tanned everywhere. It wasn't it wasn't his first time naked. I just get quite fascinated by it. I you know I just get I, I really like to it's, know. It's just the body pull. <laughs> well, okay. So in his mind, it's one of two things. Is it? This is just a body. There's nothing, nudity is normal, there's nothing untoward going on, that's fine, it's just body. Or, does it, is it, does he like, not even know, is it be like, someone said, hey Paul, why are you wearing jeans? And I'd be like, what? Like, just, is, is it not even a thing? I don't know, I'm just always sort of fascinated to know his vibe on being nude. Is he doing it knowing that everyone's going, that guy's nude and he doesn't care? Or does he just literally think, what? What, what do you mean, I'm nude? I don't get it. Do they? Well... The first time I ever met our good friend Sammy Carrier, who's been in France uh, a lot longer than you, the Aussie legend, um, and he, his first wife, um, Miriam, was a, f- a local French lass, and the first time I ever met her parents, who were lovely and still are, uh, was down on the beach, and they were both stark <laughs> naked, and I was a young sort of Australian, sort of new to, new to the world, and I remember shaking hands with this lovely old man and his naked wife, and I... Yeah, I think it was kind of, kind of freaked me out a little bit. Did you pull um, your bodies down before you shook your hands? Oh, sorry, hang on a sec. Just sort of get nude and then go, how you going? Like, like taking your shoes off in a Japanese living room. You've got to do the local customs. Yeah, no, I kept my, I kept my clothes on. 
Um, no one wants to see that little hernia poking out. And um, but yeah, I think it might just be the latter. They're just it's just the body, Paul. They're just used to it. Just, just the, the body. body. Second great anecdote from Saturday. My second surf, Ben. I went back for low tide at night. Had that really tricky call out whether to have dinner or not. Just had about five bits of toast. Uh, leading up to the surf rather than an actual day. Anyway, I surfed the evening, brilliant, waves are cranking, boiling hot, Got didn't get dark, it's about 10, I got out of the water, it's all like purple, really that trippy light, loads of people on the beach, and I went to watch the Champions League at St Andrews Brewery, the final, at your team Monday, Liverpool. So, uh, had great waves, and then I watched the second half of the football with a sort of smattering of surf dignitaries like famous Billabong Shaper, Rob Vaughan, legend, like famous Billabong marketing legend Carlos Ferrari. Oh, legend. Like, where's my wetsuit? Yep. Like Parker's best European friend, Sebastian from San Sebastian. Legend. Like me, like Gav Leakey, who used to run the Shred Mill as an eyes. He's now got a restaurant called Method here at Estenio, which does all you can drink mimosas, which is, which is American for Bucks Fizz, for 10 euros all day. Ben, by the way, just thought I'd mention that, that. Sounds like just a typical immersive experience for expats in, in Oscar, just soaking up the, the French vibes. I was, really. talk, I was actually talking to another Welsh guy about that, and he's like, trade that in wheels, that would last one day. That's <laughs> <laughs> all you can drink, Puck's Fizz, for a tenner. Um, but yeah, it's a good, good surfing anecdotes, good Champions League, and finally an end to the shit runner surf. Good, good. And I see you've been busy on the wavelength site, posting oh, up some, some missives, Paul. Yeah, definitely. Just keeping it super relevant um, and just talking to the post-woke touchscreen generation of millennials and or older people. It doesn't really matter. You know, this, I, I feel like there's something for everyone in my content. Yeah, I saw your, your piece on how not to speak to a... A vegan. Big hit that was, mate. Uh, I saw again that uh, Tia Blanco sort of had a starring role. Is she kind of like the George Monobo of the sort of surfing world when it comes to, to veganism? I see she seems to be get be quite prominent in a lot of your um, in the imagery, at least when you when you do these things. Yeah, I'd probably say she's the sort of surfing's most recognisable vegan, wouldn't you say? I mean, I don't know if any others sort of leap out quite as much as her. She's got her own vegan cooking channel. Yeah, and great stuff for Tia. So I just I enjoyed it. I thought it was a you know point a lot of capitals. Uh, that yeah, that, that that was good. And uh, yeah, check it out, guys. Go and have a read. How if you uh, want to learn how not to speak to someone such as Paul, who are doing the right thing for the world. Um, yeah, go and ed- educate yourselves. Anyway, let's move on. Enough about us, Paul. We're boring. Let's let's talk about the big wide world of surfing. Well, what, yeah, what, what can we do? What can, what can we talk about? So John's the best surfer in the world, is he? Uh, yes. Who's the best woman? Um, Steph Gilmore. Right, so they're your yellow jersey wearers. Yep. Should we are. just should we call the rest of the year off now, or <laughs> pretty much? Should we just stop now? Yeah. But yeah, no, nah, they're they're just. I think they're just a bit too good, um, and considerably so in all ways, which we might get to. Let's um, yeah, no, nah, John, John. I mean, I was thinking though, you, you get these people associated with waves you've got like you know jerry lopez at pipe or even jerry lopez at grudge again you've you've got your um well you know you've you sort of some people synonymous with uh with, with the waves um i mean i'm struggling to think of something now paul help me out but <laughs> tom, tom carroll at pipe yeah yeah true uh, but then, yeah, for some reason now, we've, we've suddenly we've just got, we've got John John and Margaret River, John John and Mainbreak. Sort of a weird kind of um, place to, to, to be linked. But these two performances, 2017 and this year, sort of show that, yeah, when it comes to um, slightly uh, crumbly, sort of powerful, windy, not barreling, sort of right-hand reef breaks, he, he's the man. And, uh, yeah, he's, him and Margaret, they're just they're linked forever. If you people... Forever. Few people moaning about the judging. Can, are you allowed to do that? You, is it in your contract? You're not allowed to talk about it. Did you moan about the judging? What's, what's the crack? Uh, my general rule on judging is that the judges judge, um, and they're quite good at it. And if you, I think people who are moaning tend to be quite biased about their own, their own opinions. So, uh, which particular? <laughs> I thought Joanne Duru was probably the the, the, the 
probably the biggest case. I think I thought he got a bit stiffed. Um, but elsewhere, it seemed pretty solid. I saw Duru yesterday uh, getting with his getting, his getting his foil out the back of the car and putting it on oh. a jet ski. So he had a jet ski, he had a foil, like bloody hell. Someone's, yeah. having, someone's having a midlife crisis. <laughs> They'll, they'll be handy on the QS next year. It's not the length podcast. Well, that's it for part one. Coming up in part two, we're going to check out what's happening in the self world through the polarizing prism of the good bads. But before we do that, let's check out what's going on down there at Wavelength HQ. Joining me down the line now from glorious Nuki Cornwall Wavelength headquarters, it's Wavelength editor Luke Gart side. Luke. You've just put the finishing touches on issue 256. What can readers look forward to? I have. Thanks, Paul. Yeah, so this is the character issue. So we're looking at the character traits that define people, places, and surf scenes. Um, so we've got some pretty epic profile pieces in there. There's one on Ryan Callanan, uh, another one on a woman called Eva Darcy, who's an Irish woman, the only woman to ever surf Big Eileen's. Uh, and then we've got another story about a guy named Spike from Newquay who led a crazy life ended up making one of the iconic 90s Lost films, which was named in his honour. I'm sure some of your listeners will have uh, will have seen it. And uh, excitingly, we got a woman on the cover for the first time in 38 years, which is uh, better late than never, I think. But it's a, yeah, it's a beautiful shot of Kelly Amunis by Morgan Masson. Um, and we've also got a, a bunch of his shots in there, actually. A really nice little gallery and a piece about women surfing from him. Uh, there's a portfolio and there's some other great little stories in there as well. Wavelengths kind of pretty well known for its epic subscription offers what have we got to entice the good folk into signing up and subscribing we've got 20 pound finisterre vouch and a subscription costs 20 pounds so i mean you have to be a math whiz to know that that's a great deal 20 pounds off finisterre 20 pound subscription um or you can get a case of 12 bottles of jimmy's iced coffee which is delicious and that should last you well into the summer well there it is officially prince not dead Luke Garside's not dead. He's just having a little bit of a lie down. It's not the length podcast. Please, let's bring him on. What's some of the stuff that's been disappointing you, you lately, Ben, in the world of surfing? Bad. It's really bad. It's bad. Michael Jackson's bad, and that's pretty fucking bad. Uh, have you seen Julian Wilson's uh, new blog, uh, Paul? I know, I know you're a massive Julian Wilson. Have fan, a guess. But... Have a guess if I've seen it or not. Uh, well, I'm going to I'm going to assume you haven't, so I'll fill you in. It's a no um, from me, Ben. It's a no from me. It's called In Between. Uh, Sweet. I think I... It's called In Between. Yeah. Sweet. Um, and I mean, I think I may have mentioned sort of saturation coverage that his his, his daughter. He's got a young. Uh, you know, young child, 12 months old or whatever, new daughter, and it's just everywhere on, on the webcast and every. She's already sort of reached saturation point. But this new blog, um, I mean, it, it's something that you'd only ever film yourself if you had kids to send to your sort of incapacitated grandmother, <laughs> like if you hated her. It's, um, I mean, last year's All In, which I think you're a bit of a fan of, uh, the Red Bull and WSL sort of collab did a pretty good job of making Jules fairly interesting. But um, they've sort of, I don't know, by, by, he's sort of to go off on his own. With, he's filmed with Jim, Jimmy Leeds, who's done all his filming forever. And, um, but by grabbing some creative control, mate, they, it might be the blandest video ever made. He's literally kind of, you come out with it knowing less about him than you went in. <laughs> just with, and that, and that, I mean, you know, like, and that friggin' kid, basically, it's, I reckon they're about 12 minutes long. It's eight minutes of, like, this baby in a shower, playing with cards, talking. I was like, if I want to see a fucking photo of a 12-month-old, I'll just go through my own fucking old videos. And it goes on, and you see a bit of surfing, and that's that's about it. And as far as I'm concerned, it's it's a real nadir in surfing blogs, which is saying something. So, yeah, uh, it's kind of in between. What's in between is shit and a stick, I would say. Um, so, yeah. Yes, that's my, that's Co- my rant. Couple of points for me. I remember the one last year, and they asked him. Remember the interviewer? They said, "What does it take to win a world title?" And he did that sort of cry face, and they sort of zoomed in like really tired. He did this really weird face. We sort of smiling and crying, and he goes, 
But I, I can't say because I haven't won one. It was like the that, remember that that was weird. Yeah. Um, yeah, the other I bit. Sorry, it's better off like just strapping a GoPro to fucking Kingy's head and a microphone, his coach, and just following that fucker around and see what you get. That'd be like, that'd be gold. But following Julian around ain't, ain't working. Um, yeah, the other thing is, I think it's pro servers, particularly with kids, more than other sports people, I think. But I think they've misunderstood the bit that's the exceptional bit is the surfing bit. The having kids bit is sort of something that anyone does, as in there's billions of us running around. Everyone's doing it all the time. That isn't really news. News is you're really good at surfing. I just think maybe they sort of, sort of should be reminded of the, of the bit that's kind of like newsworthy or interesting. But yeah, human being procreates isn't really a headline, is it? No, not at all. Anyway, Paul, what have you got? That is. Do you want another anecdote? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Always, Paul. You know me. Um, it's a sort of surf, kind of surf whinge related one. Not me whinging, someone else. I took Zach swimming yesterday. Uh, swimming lessons, half an hour, right? So one of the other dads, he dropped his kid. I dropped my kid. I sat down. There's no point getting home. It's half an hour. I had a podcast in. He sat down next to me, started talking. So I sort of left one ear in. He didn't, he, he carried oh. on talking. So I, I took the other one out. I was actually getting ready preparing for this pod I was listening to um, In Our Time with Melvin Bragg from Radio 4 it was a special on um, General Ulysses S. Grant anyway um, he basically started whinging I made the mistake of saying so you know have you been for a surf oh why why basically started whinging um, about the surf being too crowded he whinged for the whole lesson he was still whinging when they came out all wet and cold at the end doing their, li- their little feet sort of pattering on the little deck there. And that, oh man, there's so much sort of bad sort of bile coming at me. But I've, so I've served for this guy and like he, he's definitely sort of part of the problem. He's, he's one of those dudes who, when someone's on a wave, he'll paddle anyway for it, even though he can, he's watched, like see someone say, at the last minute he won't go and he'll look, go, oh, and sort of tut. And then turn around, and the next way that he would have been on just breaks, and he has to duck dive it, and he's like two meters out of position. And then he he'll just do that over and over again. He like he really just uh, doesn't sort of get it. Like anyway, he moaned for half an hour, told me about like you know blah blah this that's too crowded, and he's like you know what the only thing <laughs> the only thing the only thing you can do now is you have to if I really I I go down the beach at eight, I get there for eight. <laughs> He's like, that's the only way. What, the, the French early. He's like, that's the only way to get there. And he's like, dude, eight. It gets like 5.30. Like, I, he, he was saying it as if it was like the nuclear option. Like, dude, 8 a.m. in Sydney, Orange County, people have already had a surf, sort of done yoga and had breakfast. It's just like, anyway, he broke me. I, I had a banter whitey at the end, which is a, a crease blanche, by the way, in French, a whitey, a white crisis. And, um... Yeah, basically, Zach finished swimming. He, he was sort of telling me, he's like, yeah, daddy, I did the leg kick, whatever. And I sort of clicked my seatbelt in and just sort of stared out the window of the car and just couldn't drive or talk for five minutes. If you're going to whinge about surfing, do a podcast at least. <laughs> or, actually, it's my fault, don't ask someone, ah, oh, been surfing lately? Bad idea. Ben, what else have you got? This- well, I thought, Philippe, Toledo's performance at the box was pretty bad. And, I mean, okay, the box was absolutely off on the cork. It's, you know, 8 to 10 foot. It is one of the challenging, most challenging waves. I mean, I've surfed at 6 foot, Paul, and I've split my head up. And, that, you know, that, that, that shows you. But it was 10 foot. It was challenging. And he was up against Jack Robinson, who is also the best, not only the, probably one of the best slab riders in the world, it's his home break. So he's up against it. But he sat out there. There's a couple of sets came through, and it's a tiny little takeoff zone. You can't be out of position. You either want to go or you don't. And a couple of times, he just let Jack go underneath him, and he got absolutely pitted. And I just thought, if you want to be a world champion, you can't let guys next year take off on bombs at a 10-foot slab. Like, you would never – Parco or Fanning, even though they weren't, like, known for that, they would never not go. They would always make sure they had a dig. Like, obviously – Florence, Slater, Irons, I mean, they're all fucking late. I'll even throw in fucking Adrian and D'Souza. He wouldn't do that. He would he, he would make sure he was on one of those no matter what. 
I just think Toledo showed it was just he, he said he only surfed three times. Well, fucking, you always know what's there. Everyone else is surfing it all morning. Griffin Colapino's out there every morning in the event getting shacked off his head. Kieran Perot could have fucking beat him out there. And I just thought, if you want to win a world title, as long as there's pipe or chokes or the box, then Toledo's got no chance. I thought it was just a lack of balls. And I know that's a bit of a macho thing these days that probably should, you know, go on about and, and all that. But I just think in this case it was a performance issue. He wasn't good enough. He didn't have sheer bravery. And I, I thought it was a poor, poor performance. Mm, I, yeah, I disagree slightly, Ben. Um Classic Monday, just stop bullying, bullying the Brazilians for being for being hearts. The, the old beach break trope. Yeah, classic sort of nineties surf chat. No, I, yeah, I mean he he was pathetic, but I quite like that. I like some people being really shit at certain stuff. It sort of reminds me of cricket when you sort of number ten comes out, and it's obviously it's like Jimmy Anderson was just a bowler, and the. And the other, the other, the other team's bowlers are just steaming in with the sort of chin music, you know, bowling bounces at their head. Do you know what I mean? And they're just, I quite like seeing people that are like specialist in one thing and, and sort of being shit and getting really exposed at something else. But I guess the only thing is if you were going to be a specialist in one thing, you'd, you'd like to think you'd probably be a specialist in the tubes and not, <laughs> and not as good at the sort of tickling above the lip rather than. You know, giving it the large and two foot beach breaks and then just refusing to take off. But yeah, I, I, I like him being the eye. I mean, I, I didn't see the heat, but I quite like the idea of him being shit. Paul, anything else that um, uh, can get you down? Yeah, let's keep it WA. Leo, if you're Avanti getting injured, that's a bummer. Felt, felt pretty gutted for him. He's had a lot of, lot of bad injuries. Leo, like, way more than his fair share. That broken back, didn't he? Her pipe a couple of years back, and he just had a bit of a nightmare. It's just, it's just a bit gutted, a bit gutted for him. I felt like I was on a little bit of kind of a mini roll out there. So get well soon, Leo. He's back, back here now. Um, although yeah, I, I have noticed he's starting to look a little bit more like Belly. Have you noticed? I don't whether they're spending a lot of time together. But it's just, I just caught him from a certain angle the other day, and I was like, Belly. She's starting to look a bit like Belly. I know that's not biologically possible. Belly's only a step there, but starting to look a bit similar. Um, I thought that's bad. Uh, the other thing is an unrelated surf one, but I don't know if you've seen the new Nigel Slater cookery show on the Middle East, but that I found really disappointing, and he sort of sullied his otherwise excellent legacy um, with some really bland and sort of non, non-believable kind of comments um, yeah, Nigel Slater's cookery show in the Middle East is crap. Just thought I'd just get that one in. You seen it? I, uh, I haven't seen it, Paul. No, uh, I'm, I'm a fan of his writing. Uh, less so, less so of his TV shows, but um, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll avoid it. I've been disappointed with Slater. Basically, Slater, Slater's let me down lately. Can I just do one on West Oz too? Like another bad. Fucking, where's the left gone? I mean, when I went to West Oz and surfed Margaret River, I mean, I'm a goofy shooter, I didn't even look at the rights. It was, it was, a, it was a left-hander. That, that's what it was. Now, it's like it's out of the competition area. You can, if you surf it, you get, get an interference or something. I just think it's like, it's, just, it's another, it's a world against goofy footers. How many right-handers do they want? They've got like Jay Bay, uh, Bells, Snapper. The new Brazil ones are right. Um, Karamas. I just thought, give, you know, give the Kiwis a break. Let him ride it at least. I just, yeah, I was sort of lamenting the loss of Margaret River left as a, as a thing. It just didn't, didn't seem to exist. Is the official name of the wave Surfers Point? Yeah, Surfers Point. The, talk, everyone calls it Main Break. That is shit. There's a guy at my campsite when I said Canal Rocks. He had like a Surfers Point T-shirt. And I'd get up in the morning and go for a surf, normally at lefties with David Cawley. And I'd get back and he'd go, oh, all right, Paul, did you go to Surfers Point? I'd go, mate, no one calls it that. Like, start, like every day I'd go, Surfers Point, Paul? I'm like, hey, no, I'm never, I'll never go there and surf. like loads of other good ways. And B, stop calling it by its secret real name that no one, no one says that. Really annoying. It's like, it's like when your mum says, Kenya instead of Kenya or something just to piss you off when you're a kid or I don't know just like no one calls it Surface Point do they? No they don't. Ben 
let's, let's, you know, get a little bit positive. What have you got? Um, I'll tell you what's good. Uh, speaking of injuries and coming back from them, like, as you just mentioned, Leo, um, Mark Matthews, a friend of the pod. Uh, he now, I mean, sure, he, he called on his his big wave competition, the um, Cape Fear at Shipsterns, and he he spunked a couple of million uh, dollars here or there. And he had the best big wave surfers um, and Thor uh, fly to the arse end of Bumfucksville for a couple of eight footers. Um, so that didn't go down so well, but he did catch a wave um, out there at Shipsterns, which is, is is to be celebrated. I mean, he I think two years ago he. Not only did he dislocate and rupture every single tendon in, in both in his knee, he also stripped the leg's major artery and the nerve, like a fork running down the main nerve. Uh, he had internal hemorrhaging. He was, within three hours of losing that leg, the doctor said he, would, he was going to have to amputate in three hours and they had a three-hour sort of day wait to, um, to see if, 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 if it took. And then it did, but then the nerve was fingered. He's had to like have all grafts on his on his tendons because the tendons don't work as they should. The nerve's not telling it the right thing, so he's, they've sort of manufactured ways to make it move differently, blah, blah, blah. He spent two years coming back from something that no other, very few humans would have sort of come back to surf any type of ways, let alone sort of an eight to ten foot chippies one. So I just thought it was a, a you know, that takes a lot of courage. It's taken two years of hard work and you may have sent the world's best big wave surfs out in six foot waves on a big wave comp, but... Um, yeah, I, I was I was pretty proud of, of Mark and, and what he's achieved. So that was my good Paul. Yeah, I like Mark Matthews. I I, re- I wish he'd spell his name with two T's though. I it, it does my head in as well. It's weird, isn't it? I've, I've talked to him about it. It's weird. Why do that? I think it's probably his father's name. I'd imagine. Paul, mm. anything that's good in your uh, world? The box, as we've just touched on, love the sort of. Kind of like, not the original slab, was it? But, you know, I love... It's been around for ages, and... One of the, one of the first, I reckon. You used to get in the 90s, you used to get quite a lot of the Hawaiians we used to go there, didn't they? Or the early 2000s, and then, like, even... You used to look quite a lot of the Americans, that was their thing. You'd see, always, always see, like, Pete Frieden photos of, like, Jay Larson or whatever, didn't you? Always at the box, didn't I, um, I spent about three weeks in the morning with Gav Beshin. He was always out there. The like, alien. I'd just really like to see him just do the whole event there. And I'd like to see the women out there, and I'd like to see the women do the Red Bull Air Show. But that's just me. Ben, what else have you got? Good segue, Paul, because I was um, talking about women surfing. Um, Send them out the box. It's all about the box. Uh, yeah, get them out the box. That would have been interesting. Uh, I just do think there's been a sort of a... I mean, I've been sort of watching it, uh, professionally and covering it, so um, I've been I've been seeing a lot of it, um, and it's just the, the standards definitely improved to the point where you kind of look forward <laughs> to uh, seeing what the girls could do. I think Steph Gilmore's uh, performance in Bargain, and particularly that that tan that she that she rode in the final, which is probably the best wave of the whole event, just showed that yeah that the equal footing is working. I think the parity's made a big difference just in terms of um, you know they've stuck them out there at the big day at Bells there's a bit more pressure on them and I think they've responded to that well and I just think they're surfing better and their competition's strong there's like six or seven of the girls now or the women that are all in contention for the world title so it's way closer and um, it's been a it's helped shift attitudes most most importantly mine so yeah thumbs up to women surfing yeah get them in the air show and uh, get them out of the box for sure um, I think you know it's, it's all go. It's all heading in, in a great direction. Ben Ben Mundy is really looking forward. Open quote. Ben Mundy is really looking forward to watching a day of women's surfing competition in brackets because he's getting four hundred US a day day rate from the WSL to watch it. Is that true? Or would you watch it if you weren't getting paid? Uh, yes, I would. That's my okay. point. I'm actually uh, looking forward to turning on now and uh, seeing what's going on. Really looking that's, forward to. That's my whole point, Paul. Really looking forward to putting my invoice in. Um, I tell you what, I like is the the size of the tour. I think it's brilliant. They got just about the right amount of surfers. Sixteen, is it? Yeah, Sixteen full time. Good. Yeah, Eighteen in each comp. Good format. Paul, what have you got that? <laughs> you know, I like to spread podcast love. Ain't that swell with Jed and Vaughan? They've been doing the live shows in Australia. Um, and I think they've reached sort of peak 
peak pod. They've reached sort of peak podcast with their format. Like the live shows are brilliant. They're all maggot. They had Taj, they had Joel, they had Kelly and Oki. Um, I love the fact that they're 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 uh, Surfcore two thousand and one. I just love the fact that on the live shows it seems like the surfers sort of forget they're actually being recorded. So there was, there was loads of sort of what you consider relatively. Some uncensored banter. There's quite a lot of talk of pocket coffee and nose beer and you know that sort of stuff. And yeah, the shows were great. The Rob Baines, Bainey, the Gamote, his um, his G Land tsunami tale with Richie, with Richie Love, Richie Love it, Dickie Love. That was pretty epic. Um, yeah, and I think they're just really sort of nailing. They're really nailing it. And a time when surfing, a lot of surf media seemed to be always trying to sort of broaden broaden the base and kind of appeal to new audiences and talk about other stuff that everyone can relate to, like well-being or, you know, whatever it is. I like the way they that's why it's all actually gone the other way and they're, it's, they're really just kind of drilling down on like a core sort of surf fan and that I think that's they're doing a really good job of it. What do you reckon? Yeah, I agree. And I was talking to, I think we were talking to um, the boys in when we were in Portugal I think it was um, Mitchie Cruz. Um, it was, I was talking about it. They love it. And he was saying, it's just gone back to, yeah, pretty rough and raw. You know, the, obviously the double cell have done amazing things, but they've, they've made it quite clean and pretty, pretty um, sort of sanitised. And it's quite commercial, but it's an amazing package where those guys, are, yeah, have gone the other way. It's drilled down to the dirt. Well, that's it for part two. Coming up in part three, social media police. Sent Slater to Coventry and a little look around what's happening in the ISA Olympic scene. Don't forget, you can get in touch with the show by sending us a tweet at Wavelength Mag, send us a message on Facebook, or drop us an email, editor at wavelengthmag.com. Get your trousers on. You're nicked. You have the right to remain silent. C.I. Evans, Social Media Branch. Constable Monday, reporting for duty. You're Nick. Get your trousers on. Ben, it's been a record number of arrests. A lot of people getting their collars felt. The meat wagons have been out. The jailhouse is full. Have uh, Constable Monday got any offences written down in his little book? I mean, this, this might be a little bit harsh, but... um. <laughs> Uh, just the, uh, especially during the um, Karamas uh, event, the fucking Karamas ducks. Um, I mean, if I see those 40 fucking ducks getting herded by men up the beach one more time, yeah, I get it. It's a, I've seen it. They are ducks. You don't often see them on a the beach, um, but it's a pretty. It's a standard thing in Indo. And I tell you what, they might, if they showed it once, they showed it four thousand times. And then I had a whinge about um, Julian Wilson's uh, blog. Uh, uh, he's recently in, and I reckon they get about four minutes on that. Um, I'm just fucking sick of those ducks. I mean, yeah, good, I get it, but then it popped up on everyone's Instagram. Every, I mean, they were everywhere. They need their own handle. I mean, it's not their fault. They're just going about their business, trying to fertilise rice paddies, but. Um, we don't need to see it. People posting the Karamas duck. Your neck. Okay, Ben, another unusual entry. First time offender, Joanne DeFay, one of my favourite surfers. Absolute ripper. She lost early uh, at Margie's. Round two loss, whatever it's called these days. Um, Defending champion she was too, Paul. Mm, okay. Good, good, good background point. However, it's, it's, it's not going to mitigate the offence. Um... She's got a picture of her sort of staring off into the distance. She's pret- sorry, she's pretending to look off into the distance over the nose sticker for her sponsor, Super Dry Japan. And it says, open quote, the greatest glory in living lies not in never falling, but in rising every time we fall. Nelson Mandela. I'm sorry. I, I, I'm not really sure losing in, early in a surf contest is, is sort of worthy of a Nelson Mandela type of sort of struggle, is it, Ben? No, it's not, Paul. Um, it's definitely not. Positive, though. I haven't actually... 
out of my game, man. She's starting to look a little bit, or well, quite a lot, like Shane Dorian. What up? This is Shane Dorian. Is, that's a good thing, right? Imagine, imagine those little sideburns he used to have in the sort of late nineties, and, and a Billabong zipperless wetsuit with the big Velcro bit over the shoulder. That's, that's Shane. 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 No. Um. Yeah, Joanne DeFay. You have the right to remain silent. Uh, another friend of the pod. Uh, one of our good mates. Um, Andy King, who's a former professional surfer, uh, now a coach, is currently coaching Julian Wilson, uh, known as a, a, you know, one of the great surf coaches, also known for wearing his heart and his sleeves. Yeah, I mean, his, his general posts are incredible. He's often ones, um, he puts up with him and dog side by side, and gives a heartfelt message out to, um, to, to his mates and gets all emotional. And I, you know, after a while, it's a bit much, but I still like it. But then he, he had a little. A little foray recently, really busted out some. What I can only gather, I think I took you texted me this. He must have been up super late one night, jet lagged, going through his hard drives in the 1998 QS season when he was competing, and he posted up about six in a row of like uh, Stephen Clements getting a 4.24 in, in uh, Morocco, or, and then uh, someone in like out of an out of focus shot of. Uh, here at Tira Fatufa in Tahiti, just with kind of garbled kind of comments. It was just a stream of 1998 QS consciousness that um, just had me laughing a lot. And it was a bit like, oh, calling the police. He, we need to, we need to put the handcuffs on here, put the brakes on, Kingy. This is uh, this is this is delving too deep into a to a QS season a long, long, long time ago. So, Andy King, get your trousers on. Strider Wazalewski, he's um. He's felt the cold metal of the handcuffs as he's been carted away by the social media police. Posts coming in from uh, late in May. The cost of not following your heart. This is the photo. Is spending the rest of your life wishing you had. Um, Not content with that powerful message. He's followed up with the comment. Stop trying to make plans. Start feeling life. Let it sway you from your path to an uncomfortable place leaving you somewhere you have to grow to get out of. Can I just say, why does everyone talk about growing all the time? Everyone, everyone mentions fucking growth every time. What's the thing with grow and Instagram? Anyway, I'll carry on. Whatever you do, take the opportunities the world puts in front of you, exclamation mark. It's there for a reason and not taking it will only mess up the way of the world and you don't want to fuck up the world now, do you? Exclamation mark, hashtag true story. Yeah. Lewski. Assuming that you're not live on air, the rest of the time. You have the right to remain silent. Kanori Garashi, Ben. What's he done? Uh, <laughs> someone else picked this up and sort of put together a string of tweets. Interesting to get a Twitter one. You're normally very Instagram based. Thanks, Kanori, for mixing it up. So these were this was a flurry of tweets on the 23rd of May. People act judge depending on how many followers you have these days. Next tweet. Show me your personality forward slash heart, not a screenshot of how many followers on Instagram you have. Next tweet. I don't care if you have lots of followers or how cool you are. I'm sick of seeing it all around me. Next tweet. We're all in a simulation. I believe a higher power is controlling us. Accept it and be grateful when things are going your way. Next tweet. But I don't mind it. My circle is tight. And just finally, I have trust issues. Whoa. <laughs> oh, it's just down with spiral. Bit, what's, happened? what's happened to him? Bit going on there. That might have been one of the old jet lags of up quite late ones. Or, yeah. Um, can I Gureshi? Get your trousers on. Let's talk about one of the great captains of the surf industry getting arrested. Bob Hurley. Big Bob, big bad Bob, Hurley. Um, he's got a little quote up. It's from Hurley HQ, um, apparently. And it's a Bible quote, Ben. It says, above all, love each other deeply because love covers a multitude of sins. And that's from Peter, book one, chapter four, verse eight. Good good point. I like the sentiment. Um, about love, that's cool. I've got another, got another Bible quote for you, Bob Hurley, Hurley HQ. It's Exodus, chapter 21, verse 7 to 8. When a man sells his daughter as a slave, she will not be freed at the end of six years as the men are. If she does not please the man who bought her, 
he may allow her to be bought back again. So they're just, you know, just different Bible quotes, aren't they? Just different quotes, Ben. Yeah. It's just, it's just a book. It's just a slave. It's your daughter. Good book. Good advice. Bob Hurley. You're Nick. We've got some ISA surfing games chat, Ben. <laughs> yes, Paul. My, yes, yes. The Olympics. No. My, it's my thing. Well... Okay, first of all, are you allowed to talk about the ESA? Can you talk about ISA? I was all not going to get upset with you. Is that cool? Can you go on record? Yeah, no, I'm a fiercely independent, without fear or favour journalist, Paul. Right. What's what's your ISA World Turfing Games new bench? It just happened in Beeritz, actually. I think they had the longboarding thing here. They did, yeah. You can read a great piece on Surfline about that if you really want to get stuck in, if you want to dig deep. But, um... It's, well, it's just a bit of news that I'm not sure if everybody knows. So we've talked about the ISA game. So with the Olympics, um, 10 men and 10 men and 8 women get selected from the CT ranks. But in the, what they're doing, as of uh, the, the rankings based as of right now, so after the Margaret River Pro, um, the federations are picking the three top CT surfers. So each country picked three surfers. And they have to go to the 2019 ISA Games. Um, if they don't go, they're not eligible for the Olympics, effectively. So come, uh, I think it's in August, um, like John John Florence, you know, Kolohe, Italo, Gabe, fucking all of them. So the 20 best world surfers are all going to compete in probably two-foot beach breaks in Japan at the ISA Games. When, you, you know, they've got a bit of a gap in the in the uh, calendar, usually they're um, sort of on Mentawi boat trips or, I don't know, going to, you know, shag models with fucking Neymar Jr. or something. But, yeah, instead, they're all going to be hunkered down together uh, in this beach break, probably surfing against some fucking guy from Oman or Mongolia in, uh, in the ISA game. So, I don't know, it's just a, a thing that people might not know about. It might be a glimpse into how the surfing runs in the actual Olympics the following year because we don't know much about that format and stuff but um, I just thought it's a bit of news that's sort of gone uh, unnoticed Paul that's that's uh, some good insight there Mundy so that's happening yep. that's happening is it that's happening um, yeah the, the federations will tell them that they've been picked so is Kelly uh, is Kelly definitely not going to the Olympics then or well I mean you don't um you don't have to go to this to be selected. So next year, um, after the... Oh, God, well, please. What's <laughs> yeah, so the 2019 <laughs> rankings will determine it, but then they'll have to go to the ISA games as well. But if you get picked for this one, you have to go. If you do make it in, that, in the top ten for the Olympics, and if you hadn't gone to that one, you wouldn't be eligible. So it's basically they're, just, they're frog marching them into the ISA games. If you don't go, you don't you, you, you don't get a start. So, yeah, Kelly's not going. He, he got four, so he'll be stoked. He misses out. Um, he's, he's maybe that's why he got knocked out in West Oz to avoid him completely and then he'll be aiming to get in the top two by the end of the year but um, yeah well you keep your eyes and ears open it might be uh, you know outside the uh, WSL's paywall is the um, yeah, ISA games with the world's best surfers surfing against some pretty random dudes mm, any other Slater insights for us you've been you've been watching you've been watching the comps are you um, you a fan of how it's well, going for him so far is he yeah He's turned around, I would say. Um, I was pretty sceptical. Like, he's early. I think I wrote something after Manly, Bells and the Gold Coast. He hadn't scored a wave. His highest scoring wave, he'd served 50 or 60 waves in a singlet. His highest was a 6.27. And I was thinking, I just can't keep watching this. But um, in Bali, he showed some form and uh, looked pretty sharp. And then West Aussie, looked, especially in the early round. So, yeah, he's kind of... He's, he's brought back that capacity to go, whoa, that was sick. You know, he's doing some big hacks and some big sprays and he looks fit. So I stand corrected. Yeah, he's kind of, he's, he's been pretty relevant, Paul. Do you know, um, do you know what I'd quite like to see happen? I'd, I'd quite like to see everyone sort of get together when he's not there. And I mean all the media, sort of all of the fans. If, if the, the Wazzle could tell everyone that's going to come to watch the contest, they'll get together and like, so secretly, like when you have a surprise party for someone, everyone's will get in and go, right, okay, let's keep this between us. But everyone just agree to just not, to just sort of ignore him. 
just to sort of freak him out a bit. So I'd love to see him do an event and like no one sort of run down the beach after his heat, like to follow him, to sort of run alongside him. No one asked for any autographs. You know, he'd be like the sort of, get this sort of similar reception to sort of Kyoa Belly, where it just like literally just walks up and no one wants a selfie. I just like everyone, like no one really mention him. Like just sort of say his name and say his score, but don't, don't talk about anything else. Just sort of freak him out a bit. Is there any way do you think that could happen? Uh, funny, yeah, yeah. Well, it'd be funny, it'd be funny, wouldn't it? Like a, like a hashtag kind of ignore Kelly type thing, get the ball rolling. Yeah, yeah, a bit like when the Aussie media refused to sort of say Stuart Broad's name. Quite like to say something similar kind of thing. Um, or, to use another comparison, um, when Jerry Adams, back in, before the Good Friday agreement, when Jerry Adams was being interviewed, he was just silent on TV. I don't know if you ever caught this, but he used to be on on the BBC News and they had someone else doing his voice. They weren't allowed to hear his voice. I'd quite like to see that for Kelly. So you sort of see, you sort of see his interview, but yeah, just, they just get sort of turp out to just sort of read it out instead. Um, give him the silent treatment, send him to Coventry. No one asks for an autograph or a selfie. Just give him the cold shoulder. It's not a length podcast. Anyway, that was a good show. Um, it's a good surf chat in there. Yeah, a lot of chat. You're shortly heading to London's Heathrow Airport. Where are you off to? Going, flying out to Sydney, Australia. Um, I get to Sydney and I get on the Red Rattler and the train that goes up to Newcastle. I've got my mate, uh, Lozwell Jonesy. They're fighting over there to pick me up from the Broadmeadow train station. <laughs> Straight to a local point that I cannot name because it is secret, as you like. I don't want the word to get out. Uh, where it's, they tell me it's six foot, where I'll probably pull the hamstring, um, and then go to the pub. So that's my next sort of 48 hours, Paul, and I'm very excited. Okay, I'm going to sand some of the new plastering in the new Evans bathroom. So, you know, just different vibes for, for different crew, different vibes, Ben. It's just a body, Paul, and uh, I've enjoyed it. I think we covered some territory, we covered some social media crimes, we got through this WSL, the Wazzle chat. We had some great headaches from yourself. I mean, you know, I've, had, I've had a ball. I hope you listeners out there have too. You can do subscribe, uh, like, subscribe, subscribe and like. Tell your friends, tell your family, spread the word. We need you. Yeah, happy surfing. I'm Paul Evans saying enjoy yourselves. It's later than you think. And he's Ben Mundy saying... Get a dog up, yes.